This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. News on the Department of Agriculture's aid package came a week ago today, and farm policy interests are still trying to piece together key details of what the program might look like. South Dakota Republican John Thune joined AgriPulse on this week's Washington Week in review to discuss the program. He says some of the conversation surrounding the program is rehashing some long-held farm policy conversations. Take, for instance, payment limits. Just under 30 of Thune's Senate colleagues sent a letter to the administration this week urging the removal of payment limits of $125,000 per commodity and $250,000 per farmer. Thune says he didn't sign that letter and he's okay with the current caps. I've historically been uh, most of the time in favor of payment limits, and I did not sign on the letter to the White House this time. One of the reasons for that is there's a limited amount, a finite amount of money here. And if you take the the payment limits off, um, obviously it doesn't go as far. And so, uh, and, you know, the amount per head probably goes down significantly. So I've, I've, uh, I'm not wading into that debate, so to speak, but I'm certainly, I guess, uh, cognizant of the fact that we have a certain amount of money to play with. Thune says he hopes USDA will closely examine the current April 15th date for changing its level of support. And there has been some pushback from, uh, I think, some of the organizations out there about whether or not, why is the April 15th? That seems kind of arbitrary. And, you know, here we are already almost into May. Uh, So it's, I, I don't think any of those things are fully decided yet. USDA has to write the rules. They have to go to OMB and be approved. Um, we're hoping there will be a sign-up period sometime in the early to mid-May, and then payments would start going out late to late May to early June. But at this point, I would say all those things are still kind of points of negotiation. Nothing has been, at least to my knowledge, I know there, there's a lot of discussion around it, but nothing's been decided. USDA currently plans to cover 85% of losses suffered prior to April 15th, 30% of losses that occurred after that. To see all of our conversation with Thune, check out the video on agripulse.com. Brooke Appleton is the head lobbyist for the National Corn Growers Association. She says they're waiting to learn key program details from USDA. We still have some outstanding questions on eligibility for this direct payment program and on what methodology USDA will use to set the price per commodity. We're not sure how the, how the $3.9 billion will break down between commodities. We're not sure what the formula looks like for determining losses. These are just some of the questions that we kind of have. USDA currently plans to cover about $3.9 billion worth of row crop losses. While it is widely assumed that more aid might be coming for farm country and other aspects of the economy, Appleton says what that aid might look like is still up in the air. You know, some people are going to look to getting more CCC funds for USDA. Others are going to prefer more direct funding since uh, direct funding for the department since they are restricted they're on how they can spend CCC funds. A new bill from a number of farm state members of the House would call for $50 billion to go to USDA's Commodity Credit Corporation. More on that bill in Phil Brasher's story on agripulse.com. Finally today, the coronavirus outbreak is having impacts on all facets of agriculture, including how some producers get the job done. Agripulse's Ben Nully has more. Specialty crop growers are seeing increased costs from alternating normal work environment practices due to COVID-19. Ryan Talley is director of farming at Talley Farms, which grows produce along California's central coast. He tells AgriPulse shuttling employees to various work sites has been difficult. It does add more costs, basically reducing the capacity of your vehicle. And so you're making two trips instead of one. 
as well as not using those harvesting aids, those come at an additional cost as well because you lose your efficiency out in the field. He says the company heavily relies on H-2A workers, which make up some 40% of his workforce. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. The American Farm Bureau is closely monitoring food supply issues as we work together to protect our families, friends, and communities from the coronavirus. We are urging the administration to safely revise new restrictions on the entry of skilled laborers into our country. Farm Bureau is committed to protecting our food supply and supporting our members. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.